0: Welcome to the Where Money Meets Soul podcast, I'm Jennifer Griffith
1: and I'm Natasha Gaines. As two busy women juggling high profile jobs, family, friends, bills and everything else life throws our way, we know what it's like to feel stressed out and overwhelmed. Mm -hmm.
0: And from personal experience, we also know what it's like to pull ourselves out of that place by using the right skills and tools to get our lives into alignment.
1: Absolutely, we're here to share those same tools with you so that you can also turn your desires into reality.
0: If you're interested in learning more about money and abundance, how to create a better work-life balance, and how to pursue your passions without sacrificing your dreams,
1: then we invite you to join us each week to gain powerful tools to help you succeed in business and life. When money meets soul, magic will happen. Hi, everyone. Today, Jen and I are thrilled to be joined by Katie Kozlowski, a master energy coach and spiritual trainer and the founder of Bomb. transformational transformational system. (laughs) Katie's passion lies in helping women heal their trauma, awaken their true potential, and create more joy. Katie is devoted to teaching other women how to live their lives full out and to stop letting their pain and trauma hold them back. She has a long history of struggle and pain, but that didn't stop her from healing and creating a life that she loves. And it is her greatest joy to teach people how to do the same. Today, she will be speaking with us about how to feel passionate about yourself and attract everything that you desire welcome katie welcome
0: hi thank you (laughs) and what an awesome subject because who doesn't want to attract what they desire right and how sometimes it's not easy to do it so Katie, before we get started and kind of diving into all the good and juicy stuff can you just tell us a little bit more about you and how you got to this point in your career
2: Yeah. I mean, the very short version is um, when I was 29 years old, I was living in New York City. I was a spokesmodel um I was very like fashionista and cool but I also was struggling um I came to New York to be an actress um drink you know the classic story right drinking way more than I should dating very questionable men um married lying you know ghosting me uh things like that so like super super struggle like busting my butt to make money and I actually got hit by a taxi. Oh um gosh. very dramatic. I got hit by a taxi walking home from work the night my boyfriend stood me up and it was just this really life-changing moment because I was so um like just so like desperate for a way out that like somewhere inside me I think I I not I think I know like I kind of was like hoping that that would be it cuz mm-hmm. I was just that I was in a really bad place. Mm -hmm. And the thing about it is that I didn't obviously die because I'm still here. (laughs) Mm -hmm. I wasn't hurt. Like I wasn't even dirty. It was a, it was a miraculous, like miraculous moment. Mm
1: -hmm. And
2: that night I basically had my like big awakening moment where I just decided that I wanted to live the rest of my life in a different way. And that, you know, my biggest thing was I started to realize that I was treating myself like I don't matter. Like I'm letting people mistreat me. I'm a good person. I'm a nice person. Like, why am I struggling? So that was about 12, 13 years ago now. I uh, can't do math anymore, but it was a while ago. And so then, you know, I spent over 11 years studying, training, healing myself and building this methodology in this business. So that's that's how I got started and why I do it. Um, and of course, like a bunch of stuff happened in in the midway. But it's always been about, you know, the self-love, self-respect, standing up for yourself and and having the the capacity to really know that you do deserve everything you want
0: Mm -hmm. yeah knowing you're worthy of it right knowing you're worthy and isn't that interesting there's so many patterns where you heal hear about people who have struggled in one area or another and it all really does come down to kind of self-love self-worth how you see and value yourself and sometimes it does take those moments and thank god you survived and you know i mean in a sense it was a gift because who knows do you think if that didn't happen that you would have struggled and you would have been in that same circle or like- kind Oh, of I'm like, cycle. oh, I just need a horrible face. If you're watching yeah. this on YouTube,
2: see my face. I'm like, let's hope, let's, let's be glad that it did happen, right? it was my Jennifer Coolidge face, like, um, <laughs> I, love uh, I love her so much. Um, Yeah. I mean, I know how the universe works. Right. And so it's like, if that didn't get me, something else would have. And I had had lots of experiences leading up to it. I had, had been a car accident where my car was totaled. Like it was just like, it got bigger and bigger and and louder and louder and louder. Mm -hmm. So I really don't even want to imagine like what would have been the next thing because getting hit by a taxi is bad enough. And that was when I was like, Oh my God, please like I am sorry, I, I don't please don't ever hit me with a car again. Like I I heard you. I heard yeah. you. Time. That was a lot. Yeah. I got it. I got it, dude. Like <laughs> <you> don't, <laughs> it. don't do that. I don't want that. Um but I'm sure if not, uh I, I mean the 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 depression and things like that, that was the sort of really urgent piece right is we don't pay attention to the fact that we're not happy and that we're we're just sort of like pleasing and and going on and on and that's the really scary part is Mm -hmm. that that was the piece that I didn't know was there that all of a sudden was like boom in my face and actually there's a little bit of a piece of the story that happened later so the guy this is so so silly but the guy I was dating at the time um stood me up that night and so because of that I was walking home and I was all depressed and so then he showed up and everybody was like you better not like take this guy back right like this guy just totally ghosted you and of course he apologized and, and I definitely took him back. I totally took him back and I kept dating <laughs> him. I, I decided I was going to marry him because he was so amazing. Cause he like loved me so much. And, and then I had my 30th birthday, which was uh in December. And on my birthday, he showed up like without a gift. Um, Didn't even give me a card. Didn't wish me a happy birthday. Like treated me like absolute garbage in front of my family. Oh. And that was the thing, like, that was the, like, straw that broke the camel's back. Because at that point, other people saw it. Like other people saw it. My parents saw it, my sister saw it. And they were like, you deserve to be treated better. You gotta do something about this. Like, what are you doing? Mm -hmm. And that was when I went, okay, I really do have to like, not just say, okay, God, I got the message, but I've got to actually take action. Like I can't sit here and just like pretend like everything's okay. This is not okay. Yeah. I'm not okay.
1: Yeah. What's and a big yeah. step between knowing something and making, you know, taking action towards fixing it? Oh
2: yeah. We, we, know, we don't have time for this today, but I have a whole, um, story about how I got myself $85,000 in debt knowing, you know, just sort of not like looking and then knowing, but then having to take action to get myself out of it, which yeah. was Again, like I knew I was in debt for like, oh, like a couple of years and I just let it get worse and worse and worse. Mm-hmm. And then I had to take action when I wanted to buy a house and they were like, uh, you can't buy a house. Right. <laughs> <Your credit.
0: laughs> no,
2: you it, no, all your money goes to your debt. You can't buy a house. Oh so then I had to take action. So I understand.
0: So yeah. there are so many people who do struggle as we mentioned with that self-worth, self-love, but what do you tell individuals um, what based on your experience how can they focus on their self-worth focus on their self-love and make themselves a priority because ultimately what this is doing is you're putting everybody else in front of you right without taking care of yourself so for those individuals what advice do you have for them to help them yeah i mean yeah no it's great the
2: simplest way to address it is to either uh, there's a wheel analogy i like the flower a little bit better because you know, I'm I'm girly, but either way, what you got to think about is that you're in the center of say the wheel, right? You're in the center of the wheel and then the spokes go out and everything else should be on the outside of the wheel, right? Mm -hmm. If you put anything on the inside of the wheel that moves you to the outside of the wheel. And then when the wheel spins, guess who's getting run over. Mm -hmm. So I feel like that's, it's just kind of a simple way to map it out and understand, okay, this is why I need to focus on myself because I'm getting run over by life. Right. Um that's almost like the simplest way to think about it and it's also just this thing of like we have to understand that if we're not taking care of ourselves, then we're basically spending our entire lives giving all of our energy to someone else and then we wonder why we're tired, we don't have enough money, we don't feel good about ourselves and it's like If you were a car and you put all your gas in someone else's car, how are you supposed to get where you wanna go? Like no wonder you're sad, you
0: know? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, no, and I think that's a challenge for a lot of individuals. You know, the older we get, the more responsibility we have this whole adulting thing, right? Whether it's uh, partners, family members, children, um, aging parents, whatever. We keep doing this, we know better. But this happens to a lot of entrepreneurs and professionals. The busier we get, the more we become less of a priority and everybody Mm -hmm. else does. And that's detrimental because if we're not the best versions of ourselves, we can't show up for those that we're taking care of. So this is key, putting yourself first, do the work that you need to do to figure out how Mm -hmm. to get there. And hopefully you do it sooner rather than later because you don't, the worst thing is for you to be constantly run over by all of those- yeah, I in I, life, was. Right? Yeah. I literally
2: was run over by a car. I know what it Literally and figuratively. Like yeah. <laughs> literally, I did it it sucks. Yeah. So like, don't do it, friends. Don't. Mm-hmm.
1: I think that we sometimes put ourselves in positions where we're being taken advantage of without even realizing that. I think that's a oh, lot yeah. more common than we, like, I find myself, I actually just had a situation happen and my girlfriend that was visiting from Saskatchewan, I was telling her about it. And she's like, why the hell would you do that? She's like, Oh, you're, you're too nice. You're to be, I'm like, I didn't even think of it, but you're right. Like, what am I doing? Like, what, right. you know, but I just have become so accustomed to doing, you know, all these things for that particular person without really getting anything in return that I never really thought of it because I was doing it out of love. Right. So you just don't, you know, I don't know. Yeah. It's, it's funny how that, that, happens often and then somebody kind of has to throw it in your face and you're like oh wait a minute (laughs)
2: yeah Yeah, and then you see it and you go like oh yeah that really doesn't make any sense does it Mm -hmm. I mean a lot of it has to do with the fact that most of those decisions are made by the unconscious and so we don't know we're doing it like when the unconscious is running the show I mean that's the whole purpose of like meditation mindfulness um trauma work like all of that is mostly about, okay, we just want to be sure that you're not unconsciously making choices that are hurtful or harmful or Mm -hmm. destructive or, you know, not kind to yourself. Because we do it all the time. I mean, I did it all the time and I didn't know I was doing it because I didn't, I I had no awareness of the fact that like I wanted anything different, you know, like we don't know that there's, you don't know until, you know, so if you haven't paid attention and you're just going 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 and taking care of other people and i mean it's a it's a fabulous way to avoid what you actually need to look at like you said mm-hmm. right like it's yeah. one, knowing it and another taking action if we actually start to pay attention to ourselves then we're going to have to be like oh
1: yeah that thing right, I right. Just, sure know. and it doesn't it doesn't always play out as dramatic as it did with you right so no. i know no. for myself sometimes i have to stop and stop myself from, from kind of trying to please others. And I, I realize when I look at all those situations where I do that, I am by nature, a peacekeeper mm-hmm. and at my own, you know, at my own detriment though. Right. So it's just like, well, I'm doing this because, you know, I don't want them. And then and I'm just like, Oh my gosh, what am I doing? Like, who mm-hmm. cares?
2: Oh yeah. The peacekeeping <laughs> thing is definitely, that's a really strong one that you see a lot. It's like a classic Sort of feminine archetype too is the one who's always sort of keeping everybody calm and yes. making sure that nobody fights. And, mm-hmm. and again, if you look at the energy of that, I often say it's like, okay, so these two people are fighting, they want to fight, you put yourself in the middle to keep the peace. What right. do you think happens when they take when they like swing? Uh, you're the one getting beat up. Yeah. So right. that's the danger of that. Is we sort of become the by being the peacekeeper, by being the nice one, by taking care of everybody else. We're actually accidentally taking on all of the like we're taking a beating for somebody else. Mm -hmm. And that's one of the things that I realized that I do, a lot of women do, a lot of my clients have have been doing. And we unconsciously do it because we're just trying to be nice or we're trying to like not upset anybody or keep the peace or whatever it is. And then all of a sudden you're like, hey, like don't don't be mean to me. It's not my fault, but because we're in the middle, Mm -hmm. it all gets heaped on you.
1: Yeah. Like, you know, it's interesting too. I take it even a step further. And I think if you really examine what's your, what's your reasoning behind keeping the peace, I bet you it's more self-serving than you understand. You know, I mean, you're keeping that peace because it affects how you feel, not Mm -hmm. really what's happening between everyone else. right? Well, yeah,
2: because you're not comfortable with conflict and things like that the whole thing is like, I mean, a lot of times I used to keep the peace just because I, I couldn't deal with other people fighting or I couldn't deal with anyone being mad at me. Like, God forbid I did something wrong or like, God forbid people don't like me. I mean, that was, that was one of my biggest fears was, oh my God, you mean like somebody out there might not like me? Yeah. <laughs> they're like, I got to go back in my cave. Like, no, everybody has to like me. Everybody has to love me, actually. Not just like me, me.
1: Yeah. And if you do love me. Yeah.
0: Right, right, isn't that funny? The things we do to ourselves—it's like we're looking for that kind of that support from anyone else. When it starts within, really, it it comes with us. Yeah. I mean, it's always great to have a support system around you, but you—that shouldn't be what fuels you, right? Because yeah. so, can we change this a little bit? Because I I like when we talk about passion. There's so much of it that comes into play when we want to live that life of our dreams. But one thing that happens, especially to women, is we suppress our sexual desires and our sexual passion, right? This is a very common theme. We're not supposed to be this way. It's not okay. If we like this, we're not allowed to talk about that. Right. So from your experience, why do you think that sexual passion is important? Like being okay with that to attract? Yeah.
2: I'm, I'm like sort of chuckling because I it's like, today is like the day that like it, it, I, I've just been talking about sex all day. I don't know if it's, maybe it's the stress, maybe it's the energy. I'm like, okay, apparently now I give people recommendations for vibrators. Like it's so sort of cool. Like, I know which things work. I mean, I might as well tell them. So, um, I love it. Um, yeah. I mean, what the, the biggest thing, like, so, so you're asking like, what I got excited about vibrators for a second there. But, but, so your question is like, why is it important to be connected to that side of yourself?
0: Yeah, to attract what you want. Like why you should be you aligned and in tuned with your and, sexual and passion, your sexual mm-hmm. passion?
2: Yeah. So, you know, it's all about energy, right? And one of the biggest things that we need when we are. Um, manifesting, or when we're just creating what we want, it's creative energy and mm-hmm. creative energy is sexual, you know, it's like sensual energy. So I've found that if you're not able to, and it's not just like sex, like we're not, it's not just about that, but it's about like a uh, pleasure. And actually what it, what I've come to learn is it's about being able to receive, like, we're not very good at receiving. Yeah. So I have this boyfriend. It's like very taboo. Um, I have I have this boyfriend, right? And when I I wasn't in relationships for a very long time, then I you know I got in a relationship with this man. I've been with him for quite some time. He's a wonderful, lovely man, but he's super into intimacy. And I was a li- even I was a little bit like, whoa! I I don't know how to receive that, right? I don't know how to like allow this type of pleasure to happen. Like this is foreign because I was so used to giving, like even even sexually, it was like, okay, so like now we do this thing and it's over. Like I'm supposed to give a blowjob. I'm supposed to do this. I'm supposed to do that. And then it kind of the tables kind of flipped where I'm like, oh, this is an entirely different experience, but there is a correlation between having the capacity to receive pleasure And enjoy what you do and what you love, that is passion. And so it is an energy that's really important when it comes to creating what you want and having that that sort of energy to to not just create it, but receive it. And and it is like, it's kind of crucial. Like you want to be in your, also you need to be in your body. Like you need to be in your body. And if you're not in your body, all of it, all of it kind of just... Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah, doesn't it doesn't all play true. a
1: piece in it, all the health, right? If it's mental health, physical health, sexual health, financial health, yeah. whatever it, plays, it all plays that mm-hmm. you know, all over, overcompassing your wellness. Right. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. I mean, and you want to be like one of the biggest mindfulness things that they're always trying to teach you is how to be in the moment. Like if you're, if uh, Eckhart Tolle, right. The power of now, like he's yeah. trying to get you to learn how to be in the moment. Right. He wants you to like be present with what you're doing and that's one of the things about all of this being in your body being aware of what's happening enjoying it it's about being present like it's just about that's really what it's about um but it is it's kind of a crucial part of life like it's a it's a it's a healthy energy and it is kind of a bummer that we sort of shame it and say, oh, you shouldn't talk about that stuff just because it's it's a, it's a piece of us, you know? Yeah. We, we shouldn't cut ourselves off like that.
1: Hey everyone, did you ever wish you had a friend who was constantly supporting your dreams to make more money, pursue your passions or live a more relaxed lifestyle?
0: Well, here we are. Success, financial freedom, balance, whatever you want to create in your life, you can have it. And we're sharing the tools to help you get there.
1: That's right, because sometimes all it takes to achieve your goals is a tribe of people cheering you on and we're here to do just that for you
0: yes we are when you join our tribe every week you'll receive powerful tools to help you achieve financial freedom create a better work-life balance and pursue your dreams
1: for only five dollars and 55 cents a month you'll receive access to affirmations mantras guided meditations eft tapping sessions articles and tip sheets that all specifically focus on money and abundance work-life balance And passion and success. That's a
0: whole lot of stuff. It is. If you visit inthelifeofzen.com to subscribe and join our tribe today. Right, absolutely. And Tosh, you just said too that all of this, whether it's sexual, financial, you be at all affects your overall wellness. Mm -hmm. And one of the things, a big part of what we do is talking about money and the love of money. Right. And we talk about taboo. You're not supposed to love money. Like, what right. not that the, the root of all evil, which I can't tell you how many times we said it, but we don't believe in that. Yeah. So loving money, in my opinion, is perfectly fine. Oh. Wanting money is perfectly fine. And I feel like the more we suppress that, the more we pretend like we don't love it or we don't want it, the more challenging that gets. Cause again, it's this whole law of attraction thing. You might be blocking it. So Katie, for you, do you kind of see that as also another thing to let's be passionate about? Yeah. Let's be okay with being. Okay oh with my, my gosh. Life? Yeah. I
2: mean, one of the,
0: one of, like, as I said
2: before, right? Like one of my biggest struggles was the debt. Like I got myself in debt, right? And there was so much around that because there was so much shame attached to money, right? Shame attached to debt, shame attached to not making money, shame attached to making money. And one of the biggest things that, that happened for me was I went from, um, you know, not having enough money to having plenty of money. And when I got there, I was so excited that I was like, oh my gosh, like I'm making all this money and I'm so excited. Like, this is amazing. Like you guys don't understand. I, I was like $85,000 in debt. Like I couldn't, I couldn't pay Like I couldn't get my house I could and I did it I built it I made it like yay we can do this you know I'm so excited yeah. and I remember a lot of people shaming me being like yeah you know like you really should not talk about that because you're going to make people feel bad about themselves yeah. and my mother being like you shouldn't tell people that and, the, and and some of my friends like feeling feeling afraid to talk about it and and it's a very sort of interesting dynamic because it's like, I don't, I, I understand. I mean, listen, I grew up in Connecticut. Like I grew up where they made that movie, The Stepford Wives. So like I'm from Fairfield County, like I'm from a very nice place and I grew up around a lot of money. And it was hard for me because I was sort of just like a, like an average middle class but like high middle class kid like i had a camry i didn't have uh you know a cabriolet like so even i had my 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 baggage around money like oh is it good is it bad i don't understand because like a lot of people that had it weren't very nice but you know what at the end of the day i think you kind of have to take a bigger picture and just step back it's just like everything you know a lot of people that do a lot of things are not quote unquote nice but also like that's all that's all perspective and perception, anyway, right? Some people might love some people, some people might not like some people. Like, yeah. it, it's not even, it's not even about that. Like, what it comes down to is judgment and somehow deciding that money is attached to either like good people or bad people. Like, money makes you this, but For I course, haven't right. found that. No, I, I know a lot of people with a lot of money who are fabulously generous and lovely yes. and sweet and fun, and like I aspire to be. Like, I, I mean, not like I'm, I'm like destitute, but like, you know, like I aspire to be a lady with lots of money. Who's really, really nice. Mm -hmm. That's Mm -hmm. a thing.
0: Yeah, (laughs) It's real. You could be a billionaire and be really, really nice.
1: Yes. And
0: help others and do good. And we have to look at it that way. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I, and I mean, we, we love talking about money. So this is definitely right up our alley, but we 100% agree. Like there is a shame where most of us are brought up with that. You don't talk about it. It's not okay. But look at what happens when we start talking about it, even if it's a debt, right? You're $85,000 in debt. Maybe you're talking to someone you know who was also in debt. And now you can help them by saying, these are the steps I took to yes. get out of it. So it's okay. It's okay to talk about sex. It's okay to talk about money. Let's make that shift where it's like, why isn't it okay? Like, and why should we suppress our feelings? And why? Because I feel like that's like of generations past, right? Our parents, our grandparents, it still happens a lot these days. But when we do talk about it, it's an empowerment. Mm -hmm. So I say it, right? It's a way to empower yourselves to surround, like learn about it. Empower yourself to do better to kind of own it and then hopefully get on the path. Like if you, once you, the way I look at it is if you're not okay talking about sex, you shouldn't be having sex you know, yeah,
1: really <laughs> think about it.
0: I'm like, yeah, okay. Yeah. I mean, you have well, like the old adage,
1: right. They always used to tell us that if you were not comfortable enough to tell him to put on a condom, you have no business having sex with that dude. Right. Like,
0: oh,
2: that's yeah. a tough one. But yeah, I mean, <laughs> <seriously>, <laughs> that's the whole thing, right. It's like, we don't, we're not allowed to, or, or say, you know what, I'm, I'm uncomfortable with that. Or I don't know what to do with that. Or this right. thing happened to me. I mean, yeah. 99% of the trauma that i experienced like as a child was because i wasn't allowed to talk about it like i wasn't allowed to say this this is happening or like the stuff that my my experiences with with trauma and the sexual stuff like it was bad but it was like after school special bad like it was it was sort of like that weird creepy stuff that you're like oh no i don't want like yeah and uh, and I'm saying that with like a light heart because trauma is very serious, and 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 what happened to me should never have happened, and what happens to people, you know, there's a lot of stuff that happens that's not right in this world, and it needs to be addressed and talked about with with very serious. Um, but because it's my story, and um, you know, I can laugh at myself a little bit just because it's me and I love me. Um, <laughs> you know, it's like it, so much of it was because I wasn't allowed to tell anyone what mm-hmm. the, you know, what the captain of the baseball team did, you know? Like, oh no, 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 we don't talk about that. I'm yeah. like, but it was wrong. Mm-hmm. Oh no, 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 but we don't talk about that. Right. We don't talk about those things. Like my mother, one of the most amazing things was that when I started doing all, after I got hit by the taxi, I started doing the healing work. And that's when I started to realize, oh my God, like all this stuff happened to me and I totally thought it was all okay. Yeah. Like I was like, wait a minute, that thing that happened, that was date rape. Like, that's date rape. Like I thought yeah. there was just, like, uh, I just got like, you know, the guy like drove me in his car to his house, and that's just what happens. They're like, mm-hmm. uh, no, <laughs> no. And then the weirdest thing about all of this is that when I actually opened up to my mother many years later, and I shared some of this stuff, she was like, oh yeah, that happened to me too. Do you know what mm-hmm. I mean? And I'm like, what? Well, like, so what happened to you too? Like.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And if why you, don't
2: we discuss this, why didn't you tell me, yeah. why didn't you tell me to be careful? Right.
0: Yeah. You know, what's interesting, Tasha and I were just having this conversation with a girlfriend. Um, you know, some of our friends have teenage kids and it's, you know, the parents just kind of being the helicopter parents and wanting to protect their children, which I completely understand. But Tasha's point was well, instead of reprimanding them for yeah. sending the text or having weird communications with friends, why not empower them? If it's a female, why not educate her to be like, all right, here's the power that you have. This is not okay. This is okay. You know, do you, I think that ha- those conversations have to happen.
1: It happens all the time. We're taught often that. um, girls shouldn't walk down the street by themselves instead they should bring a guy with them well how about instead of teaching the girl that she's not powerful on her own we teach her how to take care of herself in that situation how about instead of sending the girl yeah. home with the skimpy clothes from school we tell the boys that she's not to be objectified how about though that i mean we need yeah. to switch on this all over the place but oh
2: yeah oh yeah no there's so much of it i haven't i had an interesting happen thing happen with my i'm like i'm full i'm just spilling all the beans tonight you guys got me beans. <laughs> i didn't even drink anything uh, but uh my boyfriend i had a huge argument with him because he has a daughter oh my gosh i really should well whatever it's my life um <laughs> like, Maybe you shouldn't tell this one, but, um, but but he has a daughter and, and we had a discussion about women care. It is okay to tell this that, that I said, it's okay for high school girls that are 17, 18 to carry a condom. And he was like, Oh no, that is bloody. And, and I was like, you have a daughter like, what if she was in a situation and she didn't have one and she made the wrong choice? Like, which would you rather have? Would you like your daughter to say, I have one and I'm going to make the right choice or say, I don't have one. Oh, well, like, no, please empower her. Let her make a yes. decision. She's smart. She's brilliant. She's. She's intelligent. Let her have her decision. So that's an okay story. It was that there was, there's nothing bad in that, but it was like, you know, it kind of blew my mind because he was like, no, no, that that's not right. And I'm like, it is the best move you could make. Mm -hmm. And I wish that I had had that. Like, like when I think about it, Some of the worst stuff was because like, I didn't, I didn't call the police. Like I didn't call my parents. Like there were so many things that the choice, like I didn't feel like I had a choice. There were so many options that I could have taken that could have had a different outcome. Like it could have gotten me out of there. And I didn't do any of them because I didn't feel like I had the power to do any of them. I couldn't call the police. I couldn't call them. And people would say, why didn't you call the police? Well, I couldn't call the police. Then I'd get in trouble.
1: Right. Yeah. You know, exactly, I, that's you that's problem, problem, if I get in right? trouble because yeah. then you get in trouble for it. I know. Yeah. I know. And that's unfortunately a very common story with, uh, I have so many girlfriends that have a very similar tale from high school, myself included. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, I, I didn't say anything. I didn't say anything for years and years. Why? Because I'd been drinking at a party. So I yep. was to, right.
0: right. Yeah.
1: I,
2: yeah. I, yeah. Oh yeah. I oh.
1: definitely think it was my fault. So I never said a damn thing. oh yeah well you
2: shouldn't have done that yeah I remember in seventh grade when my bus was one of my favorites when my bus driver he was so creepy he I don't remember exactly what he said but he hit on me I told my teacher and she said well what do you expect when you wear shorts like that and I was just wearing like normal kids shorts but I was like developed like I I had a woman's body but I was like I didn't know I was a kid I'm like what do you mean He's well, for sure the the conversations,
1: right. I don't give a shit. If you are butt ass naked, you know, it doesn't, it doesn't matter whether you've got clothes on, no clothes on what the clothes are. Yeah,
2: no, like it's just no. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. But that's probably, that's, that's part of the problem, but that's what we need to start relearning. These are the
0: conversations we need to have. And this is why the power of conversation is important, right? Because if your mom would have told you like, Hey, be careful because this happens. It happened to me. Just make sure it doesn't happen to you or empower yourself with ease. Same with the money talk. A lot of us get into debt because we don't have the conversations. We don't. You know, and all of this stops us from yeah. becoming that better person or, you know, equipping us with the right tools that we need. So yeah. Katie, I love a lot, a lot of what you're saying is about energy and where we're at. But if you had to give our listeners just three takeaways of all the things that you've given us, what would you want yeah. them to
2: focus on? Um, well, uh, number one, easy peasy, focus on yourself, right? Like always, always, always put yourself first make sure that you're taking care of yourself, make sure that you're doing what's right for yourself. And you know, all of that, that's an easy one. Another one is pay attention. So simple, but pay attention, keep your eyes open, keep your ears open, be mindful of what you're seeing. It's like, don't stick your head in the sand. Don't, don't do like I did and be like, I don't see the debt. Well, the debt is there. So Mm -hmm. watch for it, right? Like, don't be afraid to admit Uh, That that there's something going on and that's the third one is like just don't be afraid to ask for help. Don't be afraid to say hey I I need help with this thing I don't know what's the best thing to do here I don't know how to resolve this, because that was my biggest when it came to money like just because we're, we're, we're focused on money as well. Like that was my biggest mistake was I didn't, I was too ashamed to like tell my financial advisor, I lied to him, you know, I like lied to him about all of it. I didn't ask for help. And I think that's kind of a theme, right? We don't, we don't, we're too scared to speak up because we're scared of whatever's going to happen. So just don't be afraid to speak up. Don't be afraid to ask for help. Don't be afraid to tell someone that you're going through something like it's so much better
0: than pretending like it's not there. Right, right? yeah, right. Definitely. Yeah. And then Katie, if individuals wanna learn more about you, if they wanna work with you, where can they find you? so very simple um the easiest way
2: you can always check out my website it is my name so it's katie K a t i e k o z l o w s k i. k-a-t-i-e-k-o-z-l-o-w-s-k-i.com just like sesame street and um instagram is the other one my handle is at i am katie kozlowski you can even drop me a dm and i will answer it because i love communicating with people so those are the best my website and instagram that's where,
0: that's where you'll find me. I love it. And the last question we like to ask individuals, if you have a daily or a regular mantra and affirmation that you say to yourself, and if so, are you yes. willing to share it? Of course, because I'm not the one who wrote this
2: and, um, I can't think of her name right now. It's Ariella... Ariella, uh, Ariella, Ariella Astoria. I don't know. Um, but it's, I am worthy of receiving glorious opportunities. I am worthy of receiving glorious opportunities. Actually, if you follow me, if you find me on Instagram, I posted it somewhere. So you'll be able to find her, but it's my favorite. And as she says, she does it. Um, with your hands out, like holding out your hands, like you're receiving like rain's falling in your hands. So I don't just say it, but I do that. Like I hold my hands out. Even if it's out here, I am worthy of glorious, receiving glorious opportunities.
0: Thank you for listening to the Where Money Meets Soul podcast. We hope you're feeling inspired to take control of your finances, create balance and live your best
1: life. If you like what you heard, please subscribe and leave a review. And if you know anyone else who would benefit from this content, spread the love by taking a snapshot of this podcast, sharing on social media and tagging in the life of zen.
0: And stay tuned for more from in the life of zen. Visit us at inthelifeofzen.com and follow us on social media at in the life of zen.